0: I am your host, Adam Castor. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you doing? What a strange week of football that we've had.
1: Very strange, as we are sitting here at 827 on Wednesday night doing a waiver show. So good evening, Adam. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) On this fine,
0: not out of the ordinary for 2020 kind of night.
1: Oh, on this uh, very 2020 night, Yes. (laughs) I just
0: the the motto for 2020 is expect the unexpected
1: expect everything that you would expect to go forward to go completely ass backward yes oh, yes. yes
0: that's I believe that's Murphy's law everything <laughs> that could possibly go wrong will go wrong
1: <laughs> now there's always some failure always some flaw ain't that what they call Murphy's law and you're becoming so much more musically inclined what can I say I mean they call they. They call me Ray Charles in his prime. Okay. I guess they do. I'm telling you. I mean, there are just some people who are just very, very, very talented. And I happen to be one of those people. All right. Then. They also call me the man of the people. That one's more believable. Well,
0: I appreciate that. Than Ray, then Ray Charles in his prime. No offense. Well, none taken, but both are proven to be true. Anyway, uh, let's, speaking of things that are very 2020, let's review this stinker, I would say, this game that was closer than it should have been. Oh, yeah, I would say stinker. Between the, uh, this game that is basically what you would expect in it for a team that hasn't pre- that hadn't practiced for a week and only got a couple days to practice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens. I'm surprised that there were touchdowns scored in this game. I thought this was going to be like the mud bowl between the Steelers and the Dolphins where it ended 3-0. I don't know if you remember that game.
1: Well, Adam, put it this way. Trace McSorley played for about half a quarter and he had more passing yards than RG3 did.
0: (laughs) Yes, but he got got basically all of that on one play, save for seven. Still counts. Counts all the same. It does still count.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: Why do I feel like this is the second time that Rob that RG3 has been outplayed by his backup?
1: Ah, uh, because this is all too familiar. This cause has yes. happened before. Yes, this has happened before. Uh yeah, I mean, this game just
0: wasn't great. I mean, at this point, I mean it was nice that Gus Edwards got on the score line for the Ravens, but really you weren't you weren't too high on the Ravens anyway coming into this game. No, and I mean, I expected this game to be a lot more, like a lot more points to be scored by Pittsburgh.
1: Frankly, um, mm, possibly. I mean, I, I think, it, I think it's a fair enough expectation, but it's also understanding that this is the Ravens' defense. It's kind of what they do. So oh, yes,
0: they're very good. Let's be oh, yeah. there.
1: They're very good and, and we One should of the be best. we should be tipping our caps to them, really, for making this as close of a game as it was. Because That's my my about. lord in heaven, could this have been just even more ugly?
0: Well, I think as for as soon as I saw the first couple of drives by both of the Ravens and the Steelers, I was like, Oh fuck, this game is gonna be so sloppy. Because basically I think almost all of them ended with turnovers. Most of them ended with turnovers the first couple of drives. The first Most of them, yeah. Big Ben threw that ridiculous pass in the end zone where I had no idea where he was throwing it to. Oh, yeah, that was bad. For that interception, uh, RG three just didn't see Joe Hayden coming for the pick six. No, and um, you had the fumble on the punt return where by Ray Ray, Ray McLeod that led to uh, the to the Gus Edwards touchdown. Right. So, yeah, I mean that's kind of what the what was going on. And yeah, I mean, what what are you going to do? I mean, this is a a situation where teams were not, the teams were not at full strength. This is not an indication of really either of these teams going forward, besides maybe the
1: Ravens defense and the Steelers defense. Well, I mean, look, you you can't entire, you can't be too surprised that this game wasn't as high scoring as people probably wanted to believe because these are, Two of the top defenses in the league, if not the top two statistically, uh, the Steelers and the Ravens. So, I know a lot of people decided to avoid this game entirely. Um, I understand that maybe you didn't have much of a choice if you had Deontay Johnson or if you had Juju. Chase Claypool or something like that. You know, yeah. then you probably played them and you probably were invested in this game. Maybe to an extent, Juju Smith-Schuster and Eric Ebron as well, but. Uh, Benny Snell, I don't think many people probably started because it was the Baltimore Ravens defense. Same can be said about Gus Edwards, unless you really were in somewhat of a bind and he was able to reward you with that with that touchdown or Ben Roethlisberger, honestly, also. Well, we we talked about that. We, we had said that when we were breaking down the game on Friday that, look, if you had a better option than Ben Roethlisberger, I highly, highly recommended that you go and start that better option. I believe the one that we went back and forth on was big was Ben Roethlisberger or Tom Brady, a Ben Roethlisberger or a Matthew Stafford, a Ben Roethlisberger or an Aaron Rodgers or I Matt those, Ryan or Matt Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Any of them. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger had a solid enough day, 266 passing yards, a touchdown and an interception, not a terrible day by, by fantasy standards. Um, I just hope that he wasn't the decider in, in a matchup for you. Otherwise, well, he probably didn't win that matchup unless you needed five points or something like that. then What yeah, a deflating
0: he- way to lose if you lost on a Wednesday. You were waiting, for, waiting all week for this game,
1: and you lost on a Wednesday. And you lost on a Wednesday. Yep. And I tell you, it was very weird this morning, waking up and not going to check my phone, not checking fantasy. To see what claims I got. It was it was the weirdest feeling. Because then I'll have to do it tomorrow. I'll have to go set all my claims tomorrow. Right. Which the, the whole rhythm is just sort of thrown off a bit. So here's here's to not having to do another waiver Wednesday next week. Yes. And this is one of those things like like actual
0: football players, fantasy football players are creatures of habit. And we are there. Yeah. And when you have something that kind of messes with the rhythm and it's kind of out of the ordinary, um, sometimes it's, it's just weird. Like you have to find out,
1: figure out a way to adapt. Adam, I can confirm to you that this is the first Wednesday in 12 weeks where my alarm was not set at 4 a.m. Wow. Because I, I usually get up for, for waivers, you know, let it run. Uh, check my claims, see who's out there, and who I could pick up on a free pickup. And well, I definitely do not do that.
0: I just when I wake up, I I just check my phone. And be like, oh, cool! I got such and such.
1: Well, some people are more committed to the cause than others. Committed enough, just not enough to wake up at four in the morning. Listen, when you're when you're going through five teams, you, you do what you got to do. That's also fair. You you do what you got to do. So um, it'll be interesting when I set my alarm on a Friday morning at 4 a.m. I'm really going to hate myself, I'm sure, when I'm doing it. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see um, You know what waivers have to offer first wavy waiver wire Thursday. So we'll, uh, we'll have to see how that goes. All I know is that my rhythm is going to be uh, very off and uh, going through these waivers, there are a lot of big calls that I think people are going to have to make this week, especially when you're talking about some of the teams that are on by this week. If you include the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers into that discussion as well, well, if they are the only two te- the the only teams on by there this week, right? Right, and if you have any COVID issues, if you have a James Conner now that could be missing um, this upcoming week when he plays Monday night against the uh, Washington Football Team. If you have Lamar Jackson, who is a, a question mark, if you have Mark Andrews, who is a question mark, um, there are definite options on, on waiver wire this week, but again, it, it, it kind of is as we transition from Wednesday afternoon football into, uh, into the waivers here. I hate to take your, uh, your job out of my. I do sincerely apologize. I hope you won't, won't come to my home and strangle me. Um, Not yet, anyway. (laughs) Oh, good. I mean, if you would have done it, you would have done it already. It's almost a week, and Adam, if you've taken an advanced look at waivers, you can agree or disagree with me uh, if you want. I, again, feel like it's a pretty – it's a decent week in some areas, but then in others, it's not overall that impressive. Like, if you need – I can tell you right now, if you need a running back, Devontae Booker is the golden prize for waivers this week. Devontae Booker is the first-place prize.
0: And then you might end up getting fucked over by Devontae Booker if Josh Jacobs decides to play through his injury.
1: Correct. Well, he did He did not practice today. Right. Josh Jacobs. That's, that's something important to monitor is that Josh Jacobs did not practice on Wednesday. So if Devontae Booker is going to be <laughs> – the starting running back for the Las Vegas Raiders against the New York Jets. <sighs> That's what I want. I want a lot of, I want lots of that. And I could tell you right now, based on my, uh, my ranks that I've uh, started to put together, uh, Devontae Booker starting right now is in my top 20 plays for the week.
0: I mean, Yeah, but the Jets' run defense is a lot better than their pass defense. It is. I'll be flat out with that. So I wouldn't be like going – it's not the kind of thing that would make any running
1: back look like prime Barry Sanders. No, no. But I think if you're – if we're talking about Devontae Booker and we're doing it based on the options that are out there on waivers this week and then we're compounding that with the matchup that he has – Devontae Booker is the prize of the week based on the expected workload that we are expecting him to get, which is around 15 to 20 touches. The matchup that he has against the New York Jets, which as Adam said, is correct. It's not a goldmine matchup, but it is the lovely New York Jets and it's proven that you can score points on the New York Jets. So if anything else, Devontae Booker is going to be a great volume play and he should be someone that I would think a lot of people are going to be going nuts over. But we'll talk more about Devontae Booker and some of the other running backs when we get to uh, to the running back segment of the show. But I think now is the time where we just start on uh, on the quarterbacks, right? Yeah, no, it definitely
0: is. So let's just go right into it. And one thing you're going to have to monitor as far as injuries are concerned, we'll talk about this on Friday, most assuredly, because we always do with the game previews, is the situation with Tua Tagovailoa, mm-hmm. where you have, uh, you have to see how he's doing in practice. Uh, Matthew Stafford, who, who played on Thanksgiving, but he still has, that was like a thumb issue, I think. Yes. And um, also the fact of the matter is, it's kind of weird. Something that we know already is that Mike Lennon will remain the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mike Glennon. Yes. The prized free agent of 2012, Mike Glennon. What a guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, so he is going, so Gardner Minshew is not starting again next week.
1: Correct. So
0: that's also uh, worth monitoring. And also Matt Nagy said that Trubisky is uh, starting next week as well. Thank so, God. Yes. Thank God for all out. I, we speak for all Allen Robinson owners out there that thank God that Trubisky will be starting
1: against the Lions on Sunday. Amen to that. And I think, and if I remember correctly in week one, Mitchell Trubisky had a very good day against the Lions. I believe he had 250 passing yards for around three touchdowns or so, if I remember correctly. so. Wow,
0: you almost got it like exactly right. It's 242 yards and three touchdowns.
1: Damn, I'm good.
0: And he had three Damn carries okay. for 26 yards for a 23.6 fantasy day. That it's was another, his
1: season high. It's another fantastic Detroit. matchup for Allen Robinson. Yes. And with Mitch Trubisky being the guy, who's his first read? It is Mr. A. Rob himself. So I'm sorry. I think you mean to say his only read is Allen Robinson.
0: <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. It's either Allen Robinson or chuck it deep. <laughs> <laughs> to maybe Darnell Mooney. True, it's like, the, Sorry, it's like true. the the Hail Mary with Kyler Murray and DeAndre so, oh, He's got to be down here somewhere. I'm there. sure he ah, he's there. I'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. He's a I'll he's fig- a big boy. He'll figure it out sooner rather than later. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as far as quarterbacks that you can pick up, um, I mean, you thinking about a quarterback like who's who remains on, on waivers is I know that you said you like Ryan Fitzpatrick going up against Cincinnati. Yep. He's owned in 21.6% of leagues. Yeah. That'll change. Yeah. That'll definitely change. Um, I was about, I literally was about to say Baker Mayfield, but I saw he's going his two, his next two matchups. And I'm like, and I'm not crazy about it because it's Tennessee and Baltimore, but then it's, it, uh, gets it a little bit better because he has the MetLife twofer. Yep.
1: A yeah, that's that's one I would say if if you have an available roster spot and you have issues at the quarterback position, uh Baker Mayfield could be a very, very good stash for two weeks. Um
0: do you like somebody like Phillip Rivers going up against going to Houston this week? Um yeah, I think I think his floor is
1: pretty is pretty safe. So, he's been surprisingly consistent actually. Yeah. He's, yeah, I mean, uh, he, he, he look, cut. it's it's Philip Rivers, Adam. I mean, you you know who Philip Rivers is. I think we all do by now is that he's going to get you your floor, he'll get you your floor of 13-14 points and no way in hell will he ever get you 25.
0: Yeah, so his past three games uh which were two Tennessee games and Green Bay sandwiched in the middle, uh, was 16, 20.9, and 17 fantasy points. Not bad. So, and then he's going at Houston, and then next or in week 14, he's going to the Death Star to
1: uh face the Raiders. Yeah, I mean it, it look, it, it's an intriguing play for sure. If you want to go and pick up Philip Rivers. Um, he's not in my top three though, and uh, my top three is going to be a little interesting. So, uh, Adam, if you want to buckle up, uh, I would recommend you doing so. So my well, that's number- like the motto
0: of the year, expecting unexpected.
1: Exactly. So number three, this is one I would love to avoid if you possibly can. But it is, in fact, Mitchell Trubisky going to Detroit or at, excuse me, at home versus Detroit. I mean, it, look, it's a great matchup for him. Um, he surprisingly was pretty good against the Green Bay Packers on uh, his numbers I understand were largely due to garbage time but 18 fantasy points is, is not bad for a guy that you are uh, that's coming in as a backup and now it's going to the same. Yeah, it, it look, it all counts the same. You're 100% right, Adam. And you can't deny the matchup that Mitchell Trubisky has. It's a great 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 matchup for him going up against the Detroit Lions and that's one that I would think that the majority of fantasy owners would would most certainly want to be in on, for sure, given the nature of a very weak Detroit Lions uh, secondary. But, you know, we'll uh, we'll see. I don't know if I would be going and spending FAB on that one, though. I think that's more of a, uh, a low-priority waiver claim or a zero FAB dollar bid, and hoping that that'll be enough to get Trubisky if you're going to go down that road. Uh, number two, it is the aforementioned Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, I like him a whole lot this week at home versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, we all know about the uh, defensive struggles of the Bengals. They, uh, they are a mess defensively. And I don't think I need to go into that one any further. Uh, They absolutely are a prime, prime target for anybody that is starting offensive players that they have on their fantasy teams. When you see yourself going up against or having someone that goes up against Cincinnati you're starting them. You're starting them, no doubt about it. And someone like Ryan Fitzpatrick, someone like um, Salvin Ahmed, if he's going to be back, Miles Gaskin, you know, you need to continue to monitor that. Matt as Rita, well. Matt Burita, absolutely. I mean, those are all guys that you have to consider being on the starting radar this week in all formats, not just in deeper leagues or shallower leagues. All formats, they have to be considered uh, startable options this week. And then my number one is Kirk Cousins, quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, It's much the same story as the other two. I mean, Trubisky has a great matchup versus Detroit. Fitzpatrick has a great matchup against Cincinnati, like I said. And Kirk Cousins has a fantastic matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who concede the third most points to opposing quarterbacks. So that is one that I would expect you to be all over if you are a fantasy manager and you are looking for someone to be a one-week fill-in, uh, Kirk Cousins can absolutely be that. And if you look at his numbers over the course of the last four weeks, he has been as rock-solid as rock-solid gets. Only one pick over the last four weeks to a total of 11 touchdowns as well. So definitely, definitely someone that I'm keeping well, One an eye pick on. and two fumbles. Yeah, he also, he also had the two fumbles. Yeah, two weeks in a row he had the uh, the fumbles, but um, you know compounded. If you want to put it in, you know, numerically, you have 20 points, 16.9 points, 22.4 points, and 25.9. The no, last, yeah, I'm two, just, last yeah. two, the 22 and the 25, are also with the fumbles. So he's yes. he's been nothing short of fantastic. Uh, head coach for the Minnesota Vikings, Mike Zimmer, said that he expects Adam Thielen to be back this weekend against the Jaguars. So that is even more reason for me that I would be going out of my way and making sure that I get Kirk Cousins especially, especially – if you are in a matchup where you know you are playing for your playoff life, I think that is one that you would absolutely 100% have to consider going after and wanting to start this weekend.
0: Yeah, most definitely. I mean, one thing about Kirk Cousins, if you need any more convincing, um, in every week except for week two against Indianapolis, Kirk Cousins
1: has had double digit fantasy points. There you go. There you go. He's been yeah. he's been as rock solid as it gets, and that's, the, that's just the Kirk Cousins MO. It's what he does. Plus, he's playing a team under 500, so you know he's going to do well. True, and not on prime time. Not on
0: prime time. That's right. Can you imagine if this game was in prime time? Oh God, I would I would vomit. Oh my on Yeah,
1: no, no, thank you. No, thank hey. you.
0: Would you like to move on to the running back situation? Surely, sore. All right, uh, this is going to be one of those weeks where you're going to have a fair amount of running backs that are going to be on by that you're thinking about that are in people starting lineups in, in deeper leagues or even shallower leagues where you have ronald jones Leonard fournette mike davis christian mccaffrey who are all going to be on by this week and those are holes that you need to fill in your lineup if you don't ha- if you're not comfortable in your backup options then obviously the waiver wire is the place to go for that for sure. so who are your top
1: three picks? So this Pick is, again, I think yeah. this is a very straightforward week. Um, we talked about Devontae Booker at length, so I won't really be going too much into that, but he is my number one pickup of the week. Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. I think he is worth 10 15% of your overall FAB budget of whatever is left. And if you're in waivers, he absolutely deserves being the first priority claim of the week. But he is my number one. My number two pickup of the week, I'm still... I'm still going to beat this drum as much as I possibly can. Cam Akers, his ownership is still creeping up, which is a good sign that maybe some people are, in fact, listening to me. But Cam Akers, I'm telling you, this is a guy that is going to win people leagues. That's the kind of player that you should be going out and burning your fab on if you have to. Cam Akers, no doubt about it, is my number two waiver out of the week, and he's still available. Please go pick him up. Please, please, please. And my number three waiver wire out of the week. And this is what I went back and forth on because uh, Frank Gore is still relatively under-owned and I thought that he had a a pretty solid day against the Dolphins last weekend. Um, But this is one that I think is more of a lottery ticket that I decided to put as my number three waiver wire out of the week. And I mean, I know that I understand that he is owned in Plenty of leagues, or at least he he very much should be. I mean, I'm just looking for his ownership right now. Wow, he's not. He's owned in 33.1% of ESPN leagues, and that is Alexander Madison, the backup running back for the Minnesota Vikings. That's the kind of addition that you make if you want to win a championship. A guy that if Dalvin Cook goes down, Alexander Madison will be an RB1. So,
0: Wait, How, how do we get,
1: did I, did, I, did I turn over two
0: pages at once? Were we talking, you were just talking about Frank Gore, and then you went straight into
1: Alexander Madison. Oh, no. No. I said what I said was Frank Gore could be a nice addition. Yes. But I'm deciding to go in my number three waiver wire ad. I'm deciding to go for Alexander Madison. Okay. But I wanted to mention Frank Gore. Fair enough. Well, yes.
0: Just if you you do own Frank Gore, hope Adam Gaze doesn't get fired because that's the only reason that...
1: (laughs) Well, look, I will say I will say this. There are two types of conditions with this third spot. If you are looking for a win this week and you need a win this week just to get into playoffs, Frank Gore is more of an important ad than Alexander Madison. But if you already have a buy or if you already have a playoff spot locked up and you need just a little bit more insurance, or if you're looking for something that could potentially, you know, make you a powerhouse in a week, two weeks time. Alexander Madison's that guy. Because what happens if you pick up Alexander Madison, he's on your team Friday, and God forbid, knock on wood, the last time we knocked on wood, Will Fuller got a six-game suspension. So I don't know how much that's really going to do for us. But uh, down goes down on Sunday, let's just say. Alexander Madison becomes an RB1, no questions asked. You're starting him, and he's potentially going to guide you to a championship. Well, here's the other thing. This is a very, like –
0: underhanded kind of thing to do but if you see alexander madison on your waivers you could probably hold him for ransom to the delvin cook owner if your deadline hasn't passed yeah 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 And be you're... like listen i got this i got this alexander madison that you might that you might be interested in just in case uh, something god forbid it's a nice delvin cook you got over there it'd be a shame something happened to him yeah no it's true it's, it's a shame somebody came over and broke his kneecaps no you right then you need alexander madison so yeah that yeah that's one of those things where i would be shocked it's i think that's another thing with like people had frank gore to start a lot more people had frank gore just because he was a handcuff to to Le'Veon bell sure and um and that was kind of just the way the, the thinking there but yeah i mean if you have Dalvin cooking you don't have alexander mass i don't know i don't know what you're doing
1: it's kind of like what we said about Josh Jacobs and Devonte Booker. If you didn't have uh, Devonte Booker and Josh Jacobs, you should be ashamed of yourself. Alexander Madison, you should be owning him. If you have Dalvin Cook, and if you don't, I mean that's a, that's a recipe. You're a, you're asking for your team to just blow up and go up in flames.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially after the Denver game, I feel like Devonte Booker would have been picked up by more people.
1: Yeah. Yeah and the, and the, another name that I think people need to uh to monitor. I don't I don't know what his ownership is off the top of my head, but if he is widely available, which honestly I don't know if he would be because he is a a big enough name in an offense where it is known that they like to take turns in terms of running backs that oh he does meet the threshold for under 50% owned, Latavius Murray. I think that's one that people Definitely need to uh, oh, just need under. to be to be looking at as well. Just under, just 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 under. Uh, James White is another one uh, on forty eight point four percent of leagues. Jamal Williams as well on forty six percent of leagues. So the, again, these are the kind of guys that you know if you go in and, p- and pick them up. These are the guys that win that win you championships. And you know if let's if let's just say Alvin Kamara continues to unimpress with with Taysom Hill. He's battling an injury now. Magically, I don't know how the that happens. Magically, now Alan Kamara is battling an injury. You know, then we're talking about Latavius Murray now, potentially being a league winner. Yeah, I mean, Latavius Murray had 25 points last week against Denver. Yep. And Alan Kamara had one reception. Yep. For negative yardage. You know, Adam, I hate yep. to say that poetry is sometimes romantic, but poetry is romantic, isn't it? It is. That everyone who had Alvin Kamara was live was living it up, was loving it, that he was just getting dump off, dump off, dump off, touchdown, 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 after I owned him last year and he did nothing. And now we get to the playoffs and now Alvin Kamara is back to doing nothing.
0: It's kind of great. Yep. It's either poetry or karma or something. It's great. It is good. good. It's nice though. Whatever you want to call it. I will leave that up to you. Some could call it Schadenfreude. I'm sorry. What did you Schaden- just say? Schadenfreude was that English? No, actually, it isn't. It's German. Oh, and it that means it. It actually is kind of kind of disturbing when you get because it's enjoy taking enjoying other people's pain oh. or sadness. Oh, that's how you know it's a German word because there's some meaning like that. That's positive. Yeah. No, like if you see somebody that you hate stub their toe on a coffee table and you're like, ah, you're like,
1: that's Schadenfreude. Oh, that's Schadenfreude. Adam stubbed his toe on the coffee table. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sticking that one in my back pocket. Thank you very much, Adam. You're
0: welcome. Actually, I don't know if you ever saw uh, the Broadway show Avenue Q.
1: I have not. Oh. you you, it's like a- you talk to me like I am a big Broadway fan. <laughs> I'm not. I just know of the show because oh, would you know the show please please share
0: well because people in my family are big broadway fans that's mm, why I know the okay
1: show. i see yeah i see so you are a broadway fanatic by association yes
0: uh-huh. and so they have a song about about schadenfreude oh like would you happen be- to would you happen to share no. the song no why not because
1: can i can't sing well i can I, sing and i barely know the words also i could sing i mean if you want to hum it I i can i could put some words in no, it's fine. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. This is a golden invitation. I feel like uh, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory right now. Who's your golden ticket? No, I, I'm fine. I'll, I'll pass,
0: Mr. Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to die horribly in your chocolate factory. <laughs> it's all the same to you. Uh, oh, poor Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Can you, can you think about how fucked up that movie is? Oh, it's in, very in fucked sense. up. Because not only do does everybody that uh, everybody besides Charlie has their life like mangled and ruined in some in some way, but at the end of the movie is just like Willy Wonka's is like, all right, Charlie, it's your problem now. Oh, the the movie's very fucked up. Yeah, well, it's a rural doll. It's based on a rural doll book. It's very you
1: you know, it's what you expect. Hot take: the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka is the best Willy Wonka. I don't want to hear it. Honestly, I kind of agree with you. Oh, I thought that was going to be a controversial take. I think it's just
0: because of nostalgia for me anyway, because this is the one that we grew up with. You see, I do love me some Johnny Depp. I think he he gets more of the eccentricities of Willy Wonka more down than the uh, Gene Wilder version.
1: Well, the Gene Wilder version is very good. Yes. And I know that's one that everybody seems to just love because A, because it's Gene Wilder. And B, because it's just timely and it's classic. But for me, in terms of like the specific nuances of the character, Johnny Depp does it for me 99 times out of I 100. I wouldn't say 99 times out of 100. I would say 100 times out of 100.
0: Well, I think that movie is just the, – the way that they made the movie was just interesting because of the fact that they kind of – they went out of their way to flesh out the backstory for, for Willy Wonka and why he – was like obsessed with candy and all that.
1: True. I mean look, the the new the new Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was not good. I'm not saying it was, but in terms of you know pitting one versus the other in terms of overall character, the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka was much better than the Gene Wilder one. While I love both. But okay. it's more it's more of my overall fineness, fondness, fondness, fondness of Mr. John Depp. Yeah, what does does Johnny Depp have a middle name? I feel like I need to properly address him, like I'm his mother. Oh, interesting! Very regal, very regal, Mister Mister John, John Christopher Depp II. Wow, that's pretty Something cool. me and me and John got that in common. We're juniors.
0: Yeah. So is that just like... A, I always wondered that the difference... Is it just, it's just an option whether or not you want to go by Junior or the second? It's the same thing.
1: Yeah. yeah. I just go by... I go, I, I've always gone by Junior. Yeah. Cause it's because it's one of those things... Because for the, the listening audience does not know, me and my father do share the same name. Well, yes.
0: Because like you see... It's senior at Junior. You see a lot of like... You know, football players are like that. You know, You have... Patrick Mahomes, Alan Robinson are two
1: two examples of those that use Roman numerals. Well, listen, I guess it's more regal. I guess so maybe so. so maybe in my signature, what I need what I need to be doing now is just do something like I do my usual scribble and I just put the Roman numeral do at the end. Yeah. Very regal.
0: Very regal. Very official. Very official. That's that's my middle name though. She, she played the Obi Wan clip. From Return of the, from Revenge of the Sith, where he just yells "Democracy." <laughs>
1: <laughs> one of one of my favorite TikToks. One of my favorite TikToks is when I see that whole that whole Obi Wan monologue. It's just so it's so brilliant. Yep.
0: All right, so you want to talk about? Anakin, uh,
1: my allegiance is to the Republic, to democracy. That's great. Oh, we won, Ewan McGregor. Now that, now that is a fine gentleman. I love how they're getting him back
0: for the for the standalone series. I oh, can't wait. I know.
1: I can't wait. See, I wasn't a big fan of um. What's the one that's out? The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Yes, thank you. I wasn't necessarily a big fan of it. Like I was just kind of watching it. And I was just kind of like, eh, it's, it, it's fine.
0: It's, it's kind fine. of weird because you, char- you base a show off of a race of characters that had about six lines in the first six movies, like six to 10 lines in the first six movies. True. In Django and Boba Fett. True. I mean, we, let's talk about the Mandalorians. It's like, we barely
1: know anything about them. Right. So you're setting up the whole premise of a show based on a very niche sort of character in the films.
0: And also it's like so far ahead in the future where you're like stuff, you don't know what stuff has like, like where everybody is in the the timeline. Correct. And you probably
1: never will, but correct. Wow. We've, we've completely just gone from how the hell did we get here? Well, we talked about, you
0: invited me to sing the song about Schadenfreude, the song about Schadenfreude from Avenue Q that you said right. was my golden
1: ticket. And then we talked about Charlie and Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. I, and I, then somehow we got to the Mandalorian. I, I see how we got here. Okay.
0: Got it. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we just go on these tangents and we just don't even realize. It always happens when we're recording at night or before vacation. This is like an end of the day. Sort of deal. Yes. This is like the, the show that recorded before Christmas break that one time.
1: Yeah. yeah. We talked about the Godfather. Well, Adam, we are making sure that when uh, Christmas rolls around, we are making sure that all of our shows are done before Christmas Eve. Yes. Anyway, uh, with that long-winded ensemble
0: behind us. We let's can do it fun- again if you want. No, it's fine. We can definitely do it again. It was great. No, I loved it. I'm just, you know. For the we sake love, of timeliness, we love some culture. Yes, we we're are. We're both cult- men of culture. We are.
1: We are men of culture. We are radio professionals with multiple degrees. And Adam is part of the one percent because he gets daily emails from the Associated Press. Adam, what was your email from the Associated Press about today? I don't know. I bar-
0: I rarely check my Hofstra email. That's what the uh, the email is set up to. I'm
1: very disappointed in you. I thought we were going to come out and you were going to say something that was fresh and vibrant and exciting, something to get the, the, the plebs at least enticed. Don't make me we sound are, so are, condescending. Uh, no, 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 Adam, you didn't let me finish. We are all plebs in your eyes. See, because you are the one percent. <laughs> I was right to say I was right to go for this line of
0: quit this line of thinking, because you you are making me sound condescending. Yes, you are sound
1: I am making you sound condescending, yes. Well, because right. I am a man of the people, I represent the common folk, unlike you who's for the establishment, me and my fancy email notifications and my my awards and my Multiple degrees
0: my unbiased news sources they use my multiple degrees, yeah <laughs> anywho anyway, <laughs> as far as wide receivers are concerned, I think some one's a wide receiver. <laughs> Good question. How long do you have? <laughs> Okay, I'm done. I promise. Okay. Um, one thing to note about wide receivers is that not only, Ju- so Julian Edelman for New England, not only he, I guess he's still on IR, but um, he's also on the COVID list. He was placed on the COVID list, I think, yesterday. Yeah. So
1: that's uh, worth monitoring. Yeah. if um, For some reason, you still have Julian Edelman, Julian Edelman on your roster. Please get him off.
0: Well, he that's true for 33.6% of players who play in ESPN Fantasy. Okay, so so
1: those are Dynasty Leagues, those are Keeper Leagues, and those are members of 18 leagues that have not checked their lineups in seven weeks. Yeah, that covers it. Okay, there we go. So who, in your mind,
0: is a worthwhile pickup as far as Fantasy receivers are concerned?
1: See, this is a very light week for receivers. Um, oh, it really is, is. This is, yeah, it's a bad, bad, bad week for receivers. I would not really want to touch this receiver market if you don't have to. Um, my number three waiver wire add of the week, I'm going with T.Y. Hilton of the Indianapolis Colts. I think he's worth picking up and at least monitoring to see uh, what the deal is there. He does have a pretty good matchup this week against the Houston Texans. Of course, scored his first touchdown of the year in last week as matchup versus the Tennessee Titans. So there could be something there. Um but I'm not rushing to get him into my lineup, but I think he can be an exploratory ad for sure. Uh my number two waiver wire ad of the week. And Adam, you're actually gonna love me for saying this. And I bet it's Denzel Denzel Mims, isn't it? It is Denzel Mims. Absolutely. Lovely. It is Denzel Mims, receiver for the New York football jets or the New Jersey football jets. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm very impressed with what I've seen from Denzel Mims. It looks like that he is uh, getting more comfortable uh, in this Jets offense until he has to learn a whole new offense next year when Adam Gase gets fired, sadly enough. But I'm telling you, he he looks really comfortable. I think he's learning how to deal with professional defenders, and that only spells really good hopes for his future potential in terms of being a pro style receiver and the Jets when the Jets drafted him in the second round, I immediately said, this is a fantastic home run pick that the New York Jets made. Cause I was a big believer in dental Mims. I love the talent. I thought that coming out of Baylor, he was someone that for me, he popped on tape immediately when I was studying him in uh, draft evaluations. I thought that he was someone that, you know, like I said, right away, he's just his, his, big frame, his ability to make football plays, his football IQ was always for me. It stood out on film and I'm very happy that it's showing on a professional football field because he does look like a big, big, big time uh, t- potential player for the New York jets at the receiver position. That could be good for Sam Darnold or Trevor whichever Lawrence, quarterback, whichever Fields, quarterback they, Trey
0: Lance, draft. Kyle Trask, whoever.
1: Yeah. Just if Trevor, if Trevor Lawrence decides to declare.
0: No, he did. He did. Basically. He like thanked the fans. In his last in his last game at, clemson i think it'd be basically, pretty weird. he
1: basically declared look he he should declare anybody who's saying that he should not declare just to avoid the new york jets they're silly because they're if trevor silly. lawrence goes back to clemson and he injures his knee he is leaving hundreds of millions of dollars on the table stop it yep he, trevor lawrence go to the nfl go to the nfl please i beg you just out
0: um, of curiosity because we've already wasted like a ton of time sure. and what's it what's five more minutes uh what was the knock on Denzel Mims that made him fall into the second round, or to the, to the second to,
1: to the second tier of receivers? Two things: one, it was injury concerns, and oh, two, shocker. And, and two, it was uh, off the field issues that he supposedly had had. Oh, that there was some some things that went down between him and certain coaches at Baylor that kind of. Uh, made the Baylor staff sour on him a little bit, but there was no doubt that he could play. And I was I was shocked when he fell as far as he did. So well the a,
0: injury concerns was were legitimate Yeah, absolutely Then he missed six games to start. They injured both of his hamstrings. But when he's when he's played he's been terrific. He has. I mean he's been sort of like Alan Robinson and Mitch Trubisky. He's been Sam Donald's first read. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and it's really lowered the value of Jamison Crowder. Yeah, unfortunately. But, I mean. Yeah, it, it has really ruined the value of Jamison Crowder a lot. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for Denzel Mims because, like I said, he was he was a favorite of mine in the pre-draft process. And the fact that he went to the Jets uh, did make me very, very upset. But I was very, very upset when Josh Allen went to the Bills. So, um Look at that turned out. So I'm really, I am really rooting for Denzel Mims. I think he's a really, really, really talented football player. I really, really do. Um, and I think that he could be someone, especially in keeper and dynasty leagues. You know, if he has not been picked up already, go pick him up, please. And yep. uh, number one, this is, I think an obvious one with the suspension to Mr. William Fuller. Uh, it is Kiki Kuti, uh, the receiver for the Houston Texans. Uh, that is a name
0: I've not heard in a, in a
1: while. Yes. And then you also have to consider the injury to Randall Cobb, who is going to be out for possibly the rest of the season. So, you know, you're looking at two at least name healthy receivers for the Texans right now in Brandon Cooks and now Kiki Kuti.
0: Yeah, because obvious, of course, uh, Houston picked a great time to mutually part
1: ways with Kenny Stills. Of course, of course, mutually. Mutually. Mutually, so you can go sign for a contender. Yes. Well, I think that makes sense. We don't
0: want you here. I want to leave. That's mutual. Sure. Sure.
1: Uh, anybody else here? Um. I mean, if Jalen Rieger is available, I think he could be... OK, Brashad Perryman, I think, is another one that could be interesting. Uh, Gabriel Davis is another very interesting one, especially if John Brown uh, does continue to miss games. Of course, Gabriel Davis caught a touchdown pass, not from Josh Allen, but from Cole Beasley on Sunday versus the Chargers. The Charges. the Charges. So I think uh, Gabriel Davis could be a, uh, an interesting pickup there. What about uh, somebody like Sammy Watkins? Sure, you can monitor him. I don't know if I would trust starting him, but yeah, you could you could monitor him for sure. All right, cool, cool, cool. I mean, you can monitor anybody from the charges.
0: Yes, but Sammy Watkins plays for the Chiefs.
1: We don't care about the Chiefs. We care about the charges.
0: Too bad that Hunter Henry is above the uh, threshold to be talked about on the
1: show. Ooh, charges! There you go. Great team. Great team, great, great team. program. You're right. Justin so, Herbert on the wonderful O-meter, 100 out of 10. Great guy. He's he's phenomenal. Family man. Hunter Henry on the wonderful O-meter. Hall of Fame. 5 million out of 10. <laughs> Family man. Great guy. Great asset society. Friend of the program. Anyway, so let's go into tight ends. Adam and have I think, any, you have anything nice you want to say about Hunter Henry?
0: I think I've said I've said plenty. Go
1: ahead. He has the potential to be a Hall of Fame tight end, and I've said this <sighs> multiple times. It makes you smile every time you say it. He's a great guy. Friend, friend of the podcast. He's he's great. He's a friend. Yeah. He's a friend. Um
0: in a similar vein to Hunter Henry. One tight end that jumps off the page to me in these waivers is Robert Tunyon, who is owned in 46.2% of leagues. How is he related to Hunter Henry? No, he just he just jumps off the page at me.
1: Oh, you had me very scared for a second because I thought you were going to say that you're comparing Robert Tunyon to a future Hall of Fame tight end Hunter Henry. No. No, 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 no. Oh, my Adam, my heart. I was having chest palpitations.
0: No, no, no. I'm just saying that they both jump off the page. Does okay. Robert Tony draw jump off the page to you at you? Uh, no. Okay. See, that's why I thought you were looking at me weird, because I thought you were like, oh, he's talking about Robert Tony. He's probably Robert Tony is probably not going to replicate his success. Not that you thought that I was comparing the two of Robert Tony and Hunter Henry in any way and saying that they were similar.
1: I was just very nervous. I thought you were comparing Robert Tunyon and saying he was a potential Hall of Fame tight end. You were getting me very, very concerned. But I'm glad glad we cleared that up, Adam. Yep. So I guess this is where I give my top three tight ends of the week. This is a very terrible week. Uh, Number three is Dalton Schultz for the Dallas Cowboys. Number two is Logan Thomas for the Washington R-Words. And number one is Trey Burton. For the Indianapolis Colts. I think a very, very good matchup for uh, for Burton as he is going up against the Houston Texans. So uh, that could be a matchup that you can exploit, especially if you are dealing with particular buy issues or if you have Rock Gorkowski on buy. Then Trey Burton could be a, a nice pickup and a nice plug and play option.
0: Yeah. I mean, he scored in his past two weeks. So that yep. is it was worth monitoring. Worth- Ride the wave. Ride the
1: wave of Trey Boo Boo. Yes. Hey, Adam, do you remember two years ago when we were doing the required radio fantasy show, great program, when I was all over Trey Boo Boo? I
0: do. And I remember that I was like, listen, this guy's overrated. And you were, and you said, no, he's not overrated. I'm like, he's overrated. He's a backup tight end who had one good play in the Super Bowl.
1: Adam, we were sitting here two years later, and we were talking about Trey Boo Boo being back in the fantasy He's back. Guess who's back? Back, back, back again, again, again.
0: Frankly, it's kind of indicative. It's true.
1: A, A, A. Boo, 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 boo.
0: It's indicative of how shallow the tight end position was at that point, where Trey Burton, I think, was in your top 10. It's true. <laughs>
1: it's very true.
0: that was after he signed with the bears trey burton was in your top 10 yeah and uh yeah the tight end position was very shallow
1: i love you trey boo boo and if it's quite all right i need you trey boo boo through all those lonely nights i love you trey boo boo trust in me when i say Oh, Trey Boo-Boo, don't let me down, I pray. Oh, Trey Boo-Boo, now that I found you, stay. Here, let me love you. Trey Boo-Boo, let me love you. Wonderful. That's my song for Trey Boo-Boo. It's pretty inventive, honestly. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yep. I'm one that is just musically in tune. Adam, I'm starting a new tradition on the podcast. When Trey Boo Boo scores a touchdown, I will be singing that song on the podcast. All right. When Trey Boo Boo scores. It's not not if. It's when. It's when. So if Trey Boo Boo scores this weekend, I will be singing on the podcast Monday. All righty. It's kind of like if... It's kind of like... Paulson came back and had one catch for one yard <laughs> and a touchdown.
0: <laughs> Logan Paulson coming back out of retirement just to just to hit the immaculate
1: stat line one more time. I would cry <laughs> coming in for one cry. more job. We haven't had an immaculate stat line in a few weeks. Yeah, and it hurts by Saul. I think we got. It
0: was as good as it was going to get when Mike Evans had the had the double immaculate stat line. Oh my god,
1: the double immaculate stat line. We should have known. We should have known that's when we peaked. Yep. Now all we need is a triple immaculate stat line. Oh my god, can you imagine that would that would this podcast would end if there was a triple immaculate stat line? Fucking hell. Well, frankly, I think that time and
0: space would collapse upon itself if that <laughs> happened. Yes. Yes, it would. I can confirm. Yes, it would. <laughs> I, my, my humble scientific opinion, I think that is exactly what happened. <laughs> uh, your humble
1: scientific opinion.
0: Yes. Very humble. Regardless, let's just move on to talk about the defenses. Surely. And uh, as far as defenses are concerned, who are you looking at for this week? I assume that the Seahawks are probably going to be here at some point. Oh yeah, yep. The-
1: considering they
0: have a home stand versus the two New York teams.
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely, 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 if the Seahawks are available, go and pick them up, please, I beg you. Uh, that's one you need to be spending a uh, a good amount of fab on for certain. Um, if I just pull up my defensive ranks here. Um, so let's see what we got in terms of my top plays of the week. So at... My number, let's just see here. Aha. Okay. This is where I want to be. I just wanted to make sure that the week was correct on my rankings, and it is. So at number five, I do have the Kansas City Chiefs going, or excuse me, hosting the Denver Broncos I think that is a very very good matchup and a very enticing one for fantasy owners given the uncertain circumstances surrounding their quarterback situation even if one of those quarterbacks do play this week uh, I think that is a matchup that can be very very rewarding for I think managers. they tested
0: negative I think, mo- I think the ones that were close contacts might yeah, have tested I, negative. I thought
1: they did as well I I wasn't sure so I wasn't going to go and say that for certain um but if one if one or two did test negative then there will be quarterbacks there. But either way, um, I think that is still a very, very good opportunity for the Kansas City Chiefs to post a pretty large day uh, for fantasy managers. Uh, Number four is the aforementioned Seattle Seahawks hosting the New York Giants. Of course, the Giants now having Colt McCoy as their starting quarterback with Daniel Jones out at least a few weeks with a hamstring injury, if not the rest of the season. Uh, Number three for me is the Miami Dolphins hosting the Cincinnati Bengals, of course, with Brandon Allen at quarterback. Of course, no Joe Burrow. Were you hearing that Daniel Jones might miss the rest of the season? Well, if you're doing it based on a three, four week timeline. Oh, yes. The rest of the fantasy season. Yes. Yes. Okay. I was about to say not the rest of the season entirely. Yeah, because the Giants are out of it. They could just say, you know what, Daniel Jones, don't don't come back. You know, it's. Look, it's entirely possible if it's a strained hamstring because the strained hamstring timeline is usually three or four weeks, right? And we're entering week thirteen, so four weeks. Don't, don't come back. If, I, I wouldn't say the Giants are out of it.
0: They're they're in contention for the NFC least.
1: Well, I mean, when Daniel Jones is ready to come back in week sixteen, if they're and if they go zero and three with Colt McCoy, they're going to be out of it. Well, yes, they're going to be out of it, and then you just say, Daniel Jones, you know what? Stay home. We don't need you. Uh, we're done. So, um, number two for me is the Baltimore Ravens hosting the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football game number one. And then... Actually, they're playing on Tuesday. They are playing Tuesday now. Yes. Okay. So, they are playing on Tuesday Night Football. I apologize. And then the number one defense of the week, this should come as no surprise to anybody, it is pretty much the number one defense that I have in play every single week. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers who are hosting the Washington team. Christ. They're averaging 10 points a game. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> they're so yep. good. Yes, they are. And some other defenses that I think are worthwhile streams that they are available in your league, the Los Angeles Rams against the Arizona Cardinals, especially if Kyler Murray is not 100%. I think that could be a very, very good matchup for the Los Angeles Rams. And with Kyler Murray, not at 100%, I don't know how much the Arizona offense scares a lot of uh, a lot of people. Um, the Green Bay Packers against the Philadelphia Eagles, I think that's another fantastic matchup that you could definitely go and take advantage of. The Minnesota Vikings against Jacksonville Jaguars, a fantastic matchup there as well. Uh, the Chicago bears against the Detroit lions, the Detroit lions against the Chicago bears. I think both defenses are, are pretty good. Um, you know, I, I hate to uh, to be that guy, but yeah, I think it could be a a good matchup there. And uh, I'm going to actually go out of the limb. I know that a lot of people might disagree with me, but I actually have them in my top 12 this week. It is the Indianapolis Colts against the Houston Texans. And I know that they are not, you know, widely available. So I don't think it's anything like you're going to just go and pick them up, but Against the Houston Texans, where they're missing the number one running back, they're missing the number one receiver. DeJean Watson's going to be throwing at just Brandon Cooks and Kiki Kuti. It could be a profitable matchup. It could be a very yeah, profitable I was thinking matchup that too. But you know, I think you
0: your your rationale kind of convinced me
1: in that sort of way. Yeah, I, I look if you have an option between the Colts or the Steelers or the Colts or the Seahawks start the Seahawks. Start what do you like two, If you
0: if you're choosing between the Colts and the Steelers, what are you in a fucking two-team league? I would
1: congratulate you and say very well done. Yes. But I mean, oof. Wow. I mean, I I'm I'm shocked that some people have the Colts defense ranked really really low given the amount of uh, body blows that the Texans offense has taken in the last couple weeks.
0: I think they there have recency shell shock from uh Derrick Henry basically taking them behind the woodshed, so Fair. to speak.
1: Fair, yeah.
0: Um, so this is very weird. We don't have a Thursday night game to preview. Oh, this on is this very episode strange. Of Labor Show. This is very strange. It's a lot of new that's, a, that's happening. You but, can say that uh, again, yeah. Well, regardless, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes of not only the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show, but also the Basement Talk Podcast, the Quiz Vitational, and the Basement Talk Podcast Debate. Yes?
1: So a little programming note for uh, for everybody. Um, there will be no debate this week, but instead, there's going to be the return of the Basement Talk Podcast. That will be, be, it'll be recorded tomorrow and that will be posted friday morning awesome yep we will be talking about the uh nba offseason we will be talking about the nfl coaching hot seat so adam you may want to listen to that one. Oh, i wonder why you have jake on that <laughs> yes yes of course jake simone from the jetsway podcast will be joining us for that one and we will be talking about a brand new segment that we'll be doing on that show. And this will, Adam, you will, I think you might appreciate this one. This will alleviate you from having to uh, sound smart when talking about betting because we have a brand new segment debuting on the Basement Talk podcast, the Basement Bets. We'll be talking all about betting. It'll be a whole segment at the end of the program for the Basement Talk podcast where we'll be going through all kinds of bets, single games, parlays, things like that, and talking about our best wagers for the upcoming weekend in the worldwide world of sports.
0: Thank God, because I know next to nothing about about gambling and betting.
1: Adam, I'm doing you a favor.
0: Yes, you are. You really, you really are. You can't fake it till you make it for some things. True. Good point. And yeah. And you can find all of those episodes of everything that we have produced up to this point on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and
1: amazon music well adam i won't be i won't be seeing you for the uh for the centennial of the basement talk podcast family of podcasts because when we record the basement talk podcast tomorrow that's going to be the 100th episode of the basement talk podcast family podcast if you put them all together yep
0: that's true i did i actually did see that i was very i'm for it's nice it's great i love it my baby is 100 episodes old actually we have 102 tracks We have 102 episodes. Fuck! I think the I think the preview show the week 12 preview was our 100th episode. God damn it! We didn't even
1: talk about that. No. Oh no 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 no! You know what happened? You know what happened on there? So this is this is breaking the fourth wall a little bit. So when I uploaded it, there were a couple episodes on there that I just haven't taken down, but I have them written down that were uploaded twice. Oh, that's why. That's why it's 100.
0: So tomorrow, so the show you're doing, the Vanilla Basement Talk podcast, is going to be the hundredth.
1: Correct. Okay. Correct. Tomorrow will be tomorrow's podcast will be the one hundredth Basement Talk podcast. Well, that's exciting. Yes, sir. Gonna be a gonna be a dandy. Are you gonna pop some champagne? No. Oh. <laughs>
0: well, that's disappointing. It's very anticlimactic. At least
1: lie. <laughs> Adam, we're going to be popping confetti, champagne. We are going to be having exotic striptease dancers all throughout. It's going to be a wonderful program. Hope you can attend.
0: You know, I, I kind of regret telling you to lie because now you're just setting these expectations that uh, people <laughs> are going expect. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Uh, striptease dancer.
1: <laughs> dancer, singular? <laughs> dancer, yes. Because we can't have too many dancers because that would be too many people in the Zoom call at once. Yeah, you have to pay for that. Everyone's got a social
0: distance, right? Anyway, for my co host at Birdsaw, I'm Adam Caster, and we will talk to you next time, which will be on Friday, where we will preview week 13. Exciting stuff, very exciting stuff. Uh, from my co host at Birdsell, I'm Adam of and we'll talk to you next time on the Facebook Talk Podcast Bye bye. <laughs>